I'm Jason Ariola. And I'm Dominic Chavis, and this is Rock Out With Your Card Out. This week we're going to be covering Midnight Resistance. Uh, this game came out on a plethora of different systems, but specifically the one we're going to be talking about today is the Genesis slash Mega Drive version. Uh, the reason being for this is this is the one I more... Uh, I want to say I like this version a little bit better. The arcade one sounds fairly similar, but the... I guess the the deeper tones in the Genesis uh, sound chip, I, I just prefer the way that one sounds. It. The arcade board sounded a little bit more, I don't know, like almost tinny for me, so that's why I wanted us to uh, kind of cover the, the Mega Drive version there. So, uh, Dominic, had you ever heard of Midnight Resistance before this? Never heard of it. You know what, I'm going to tell you the truth, I really don't remember where the hell I even, like, remember the soundtrack. It was just one of those things, like, I was kind of digging through the back of my brain, and I was like, you know what, I like this game soundtrack a lot, I barely remember why and where it came up in my head, because I have never played the thing. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> it's one of those just rabbit hole things. I think I was like interested in something or like listening to video game music one day on YouTube and just kind of fell down this spiral of like, oh, hey, this one's got a cool soundtrack. I like this one. <laughs> huh. Yeah, I think we're definitely going to find some of those where I've never played or you've never played the game, but we're kind of digging the soundtrack. And sometimes I've even like listened to the soundtrack very thoroughly and have never played the game and actually i think if i'm remembering right like when i started doing the research for the show that was the first time i've ever seen the game played hmm. wow yeah yeah so uh yeah call me uh call me a fake gamer boy or whatever you want for that one I, okay <laughs> anyway um the or the original composers for the soundtrack ah uh, geez the best i can find are uh asuzahara hiroki you know hiroaki uh yoshida fusei Tatsuya Kuichi, jeez, I'm, I'm probably getting a couple of these wrong, I don't know there, <laughs> and Hitomi Komatsu. Uh, they were recomposed basically for the Mega Drive's Genesis's sound chip by Hitoshi Sakimoto, who um, has done some really incredible work over the years, is still working today, uh, is one of the members of Base Escape, uh, did Tactics Ogre soundtrack, so that's why that name immediately popped to my brain. I was like, oh, hey, there's mm. that. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Something you might be more familiar with is like the it, uh, he was one of the people that worked on the Final Fantasy Tactics soundtrack. Oh yeah, really? Yeah. So Damn. It, yeah, it's kind of weird having like him like recompose something for this. So there's a lot of other cool stuff he's done over the years that you know if you just go look at his uh, Moby Games page, you're like, oh wow, this guy's kind of prolific, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and the other person that worked on that was was Shogo Sakai, 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 Sakai. I'm gonna say Sakai. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I said, that's kind of my familiarity with the game, and it's pretty limited, but I really dig the soundtrack. This is just one of those things of, 
I want to say, like, when people say that the Genesis is not capable of making good music, I will shove this soundtrack in their face and be like, you're wrong, listen to this. <laughs> yeah, you know, this is a, this OST is just excellent. Um, in fact, there's only one song that I didn't really care for, but overall, you know, it's, it's great. I, I love the way they utilize the sounds. Yeah, it's got this really cool, I want to say, like, Terminator's era, like, synth vibe to it. I just really <laughs> dig that sound. It just really kind of hit a chord for me. Yeah, I agree, man. <laughs> All right, well, before we go ahead and babble on too much longer, why don't we go ahead and get uh, listening to the first couple of tracks. The first two we're going to be listening to are Flood of Power and the first Formidable Enemy. There are some really grandiose titles to these tracks, so just uh, just bear with me as we're getting <laughs> through them, because, yeah, like I said, they're, they're awfully grandiose for a uh, what is effectively just a Contra game. So, <laughs> anyway, let's go ahead and listen to those, and we'll come right back. Thank you. 
All right, that first one was Flood of Power, and man, let me tell you, that is, I think, the perfect song title for this thing. It really just kind of smacks you in the face, and again, that is something I apparently am into, because I use that analogy <laughs> just about every episode, right? Yeah, every every time, man. Certain, <laughs> certain, uh, certain, I feel like a theme here, that Jason's into getting slapped around a little bit. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> uh, that's, uh, don't kink shame, right, or something like that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all right. Uh, it kind of starts off like letting you know you're in for some serious shit. I love the way it does that. The mid range synth in this thing is just, I, I just love, love, love this track. It is just one of those things that it's like it's hard to describe again because you know in the in the week since we've recorded the last one where we talked about the like, you know synth heavy stuff and electronic heavy stuff, we really haven't uh, had the time to shore up those weaknesses. But we'll get there. But <laughs> This is one of those things where I think we're going to have a not a harder time talking about, but we're just going to like sit there and just like bloviate, then take a shot about how great <laughs> this soundtrack is. Um, this thing really shows off what this Genesis sound chip is capable of doing in the hands of like talented composers. It's got such a great vibe for the era, like I mentioned. It just really sets off that like Terminator, Terminator 2 kind of era vibe for me. Uh, the percussion in this thing is really subtle, I think, but it is absolutely killer. It took a I don't want to say it was probably like my second like real hard listen that I started picking it up and I was like, oh man, they really, there's really some strong percussion in this thing. Yeah, I noticed throughout this whole OST, you know, the double bass is utilized quite a bit and I'm totally digging it because it just adds pace to every single track. You know, there's a few tracks without it, but for the most part, every single track on it has a double bass. And, uh, you know... With this track, it's it's funny how this track really isn't that complex, yet it just seems like there's so much going on, but it's it's so easy to follow. Yeah, I think it's uh, just, a like I said, kind of the, the the work of a genius composer or whatever you want to call it. Maybe, maybe I'm overemphasizing <laughs> that, but just like somebody really good with what they're doing. Like, it makes something really simple seem overly complex. Yeah, somebody with a lot of knowledge. And... Um, you know, as far as the intro goes, I really think it had a great buildup. Unfortunately, leading into something that seriously smacks you in the face. <laughs> oh, Dominic, <laughs> you start to uh, follow my lead here on this, huh? I guess so, man. <laughs> you have uh, apparently been doing podcasts with me too long now because now you're starting to just use my analogies. Great. Uh, I feel for you, brother. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on to. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you? I'm sorry. Were you saying something? Yeah, well, there was one thing that I wanted to add. Uh, yeah. You know, the repetitive four-note pattern that kicks in at the 32-second mark, mm -hmm. just it totally completes the track. That's what got me hooked on it. This whole uh, this whole track, man, I just, like, almost from start to finish, it's just, just like you could loop this thing almost endlessly, and I think I could listen <laughs> to it just fine, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's super catchy, man. And it's, for just, like, stage music, you just listen to this, and you're like, oh, man, this is, Jesus God, it's like, Wow. <laughs> Yeah, it, re it really just gets me pumped. I like it. Yeah, especially, like I said, this is, it's really weird when you play, or like, we start going to these soundtracks for games we've never heard of, and that really aren't that prolific at all, and it's just like, <laughs> why, like, between this and Pictionary, I'm like, man, the soundtracks for some of these games that, like, feel like they almost don't deserve it is just astounding. Yeah, I agree, man. It's like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> <laughs> it's sad when they almost seem to put more work into the actual soundtrack than the actual game, but hey, whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think this is definitely one of those that takes that, but anyway, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and move on to, f um, the first formidable enemy, which is the first boss theme, um, I really do enjoy how the notes go up a little bit in the first section for the, like the first 12 seconds. It's just a great feeling of like build up. Uh, there's a percussion that definitely gets more noticeable in this one, but 
at the same time, is a little bit more subtle. I don't, I, I, it's the best way I can describe it, and I know that sounds just t completely contradictory to what I just said. But if you listen <laughs> to it real close, you might get what I'm saying. Maybe just my lack of, uh, you know, musical abilities of, you know, being able to put it into words that's uh, showing there. But for me, that's kind of the best way I could describe it. It's pretty short, but it's got a real killer loop that made me not even realize how short it was until I sat down taking notes. And I was like, oh, wait, this thing is... Oh, okay. No, this is another short one. Shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I was totally surprised with that. You know, it's a shame this, this track is so short. It, I think it really has so much more potential. And, um, you know, this track could have been utilized and lengthened for sure. But, you know, it is what it is. I'm I'm really digging that bass line, man. Mm. I know you picked up on the drums, It's, but my ear totally caught that bass line. And it's, it's just pretty damn interesting how it lends to every other instrument especially the percussions it's, it's perfect man yeah <laughs> i really like this track <laughs> <laughs> well said <laughs> you know we can just say that with each one just coming hey i really like this one how about you dominic yeah simple as that all right. short yeah well all right let's move on to the next segment <laughs> just make this like a 25 minute podcast with just the music playing throughout and just us coming in hey i like this one yeah me too all right cool let's move on <laughs> but like i said man it's a shame it's it, it's a shame it's so short i i do enjoy the loop and i'm sure it's you know short for a reason uh mm -hmm. i wouldn't know how long a boss battle would last within this game but hey it, it works man you could totally loop this <laughs> yeah they did a really good job of of doing that and like i said we, we've talked about that before where i really appreciate where there's such like a good use of a loop that you don't even notice that it's looping until you really sit down and start listening to anything You're like oh this thing is like 30 seconds long if that and i've been listening for two and a half minutes without realizing it's a loop okay that's uh that's a good sign for this yeah, it, it, I, I think it really takes a lot of skill and knowledge to construct the track like this. Yeah, I would be inclined to agree with you because, man, it's... And, you know, and I, I don't know if um, I wasn't paying enough attention to, the like, the bass sections in this because maybe for me, like, the synth stuff is so bass-heavy, especially, like, when the, the Genesis sound chip, it's... I don't know, like, it, it almost feels like a... Like, I don't want to say foregone conclusion that everything we're going to listen to is real bass-heavy, but because everything isn't, like, the... The main part that really catches me in the Flood of Power isn't really the real heavy bass stuff. It's the more higher pitch kind of like mid-range stuff. Kind of sells it for me, but the bass stuff is so instrumental to this being sold as a track that I almost... I'm glad you picked up on it because I probably just completely overlooked <laughs> it. I just... I feel kind of dumb now that you mentioned it. I'm like, oh yeah, duh, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. And uh, I've noticed in, in most of these tracks, you know... Uh, the bass line isn't as prominent. It's tucked away in the background, and it doesn't really sound like an actual bass guitar. But with this track, it actually sounds like a slap bass. You know, it's a, it's a great emulation. Oh, so we're going for the Seinfeld. <laughs> sort of, yeah. yeah. I, honestly, yeah, in some in some parts. <laughs> you know, I'm going to have to go back and listen to it. I don't think I caught that. So, jeez, oh, you learn something new every time, man. See, again, this is why I love talking to you about this stuff, because you pick up on this shit that I have no clue what I'm listening for. <laughs> I'm like, hey, Dominic, this soundtrack's cool. We should listen to it and talk about it, right? Okay, you, you pull it apart. I'm just going to go ahead and say, hey, I like this thing. <laughs> hey, that's cool. <laughs> Speaking of cool, let's go ahead and move on to the next two tracks. First one to listen to is Home, Disappointment, and Counterattack. Yes, that is that is one <laughs> one track title. And In the Forest is the second one. So that one's a little less uh, you know, full of itself as far as the title goes. So we'll listen to those and come right back. <laughs> Thank you. 
All right, the first thing that we listen to here is going to be the, I, I don't know, I'd say a third of the uh, segment length here is just me saying the title again is Home Disappointment and Counterattack, because, dear God, they picked some really long titles for some of these things. <laughs> Uh, this thing's got a like kind of a cool victorious sound to it uh it starts off by giving you that moment of having survived the first stage and boss it gives you like a boost of positivity to play off of as the game ramps up in difficulty there's these like really kind of like fluttering higher notes sprinkled throughout that add to the vibe for me that i really dig what the hell those are specifically i could not say but you know again this is one of my weaknesses for sure is like synth stuff like the electronic stuff i might be able to even kind of fake my way through a little bit better but like synth heavy stuff i'm kind of like eh, i don't know what i'm saying half the time but you know i i just figured if like i make a guesstimate as to what i would call them you know at least in when you look over the notes of what i'm talking about you'll at least figure out what the hell i'm talking about oh yeah definitely <laughs> i i really got a positive feeling out of this I, I really enjoy the vibe it really does give you that extra boost you know those fluttering notes i i like how those little leads just come in and out and accent everything else throughout the song mm-hmm. um, while it's playing. And, you know, I think the progression is spot on. I wouldn't change a thing about it. Yeah, that's kind of my sentiment for a lot of this stuff that we're going to be or, or listening to today is just like, I, I really dig how much work they put into the soundtrack. It, it, and I know like this is like recomposition of it, but it keeps the heart of it. But like I said, I don't know if you got a chance to listen to the arcade version or any of the other 65 platforms that this game came to. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, yeah, but the arcade one, like I said, it, it sounds a little bit like, a little bit more lifeless, I want to say. It's it's got that weird kind of like arcade board sound to it that it just it doesn't have the same like oomph that the Mega Drive sound chip does. Probably sounds a little dry. Yeah, that might be it. It's just weird. It just it does like it's very very similar. And I think the Mega Drive uh, sound or like this version is the closest to the arcade version that you get. But this one I think completely surpasses it because. I, I don't know, man. It just there's something about the way the Genesis soundtrack is compared to like the arcade board that they use. I just I enjoy it a lot more. So that makes sense. All right, and the second track there was in the forest, which is the second boss theme. The thing I really like about having the way we do this segment thing is playing these two back to back. This thing takes away that positivity that you had from that last track almost immediately. It gets dark feeling as the whole track kind of scales to these deeper notes. And there's this like, really cool drummel that acts as the last note you hear before the loop. And I love the feeling of this one. Again, this is another boss theme, so it's short, but it's just killer. I love the hell out of this one, too. Yeah, I agree. Just like you said, it's it's definitely day and night. Nothing like the previous track, which is great. And you were talking about, you know, how the, uh, what was it, the arcade chip, right? Is mm-hmm. that what you're talking about? Yeah, like the arcade you're, soundboard that they use or whatever. The, the soundboard, exactly. It sounds like, I think what gives this um, so much depth you know, this remake of this OST is uh, the fact that they add slight echo and reverb and and just these little things that really give it more girth. And maybe that's why uh, it sounds so much fuller, because I'm totally catching slight echo hmm. in some of these tracks. And it just it just opens it up, man. It opens the door and I'm totally digging it. And uh, with this track in particular, when I thought it could get any better with the echo, uh, a weird harmonization kicks in and took me a minute to catch it it's it's really weird I, i'm not used to hearing you know keys like that mixed in i definitely enjoyed it all i don't understand what they did differently so much and uh, technically the genesis sound chip is less capable than an arcade soundboard is but man they just hmm. they nailed the shit out of this thing i mean you know you're talking like you know back back in the days that these games came out like the arcade was always the the height of technology you know 
and yeah. the home systems you always like they were the they were the down conversions basically it's like oh i think we can wedge this thing on this on this little cart let's make it happen i guess and we'll have to you know cut some corners here and there it won't look as good it won't sound as good but it's close enough you know that people will enjoy it the, the fact that they're getting the experience at home and like i said it was night and day like originally i was going to say hey let's do the arcade one and the more i listened to the arcade versus the genesis version i was just like man no we're, we're doing the genesis one it just has such a cool sound to it that the arcade one just kind of lacks it almost feels like you said it it, it just it kind of lacks the the fullness that the the Genesis one has. I don't know what the hell the difference is hmm. in what they did, but that's I just completely well, dig what they did. It could be, uh, you know, just the teams that were working on uh, the tracks at the time. You know, the way you utilize these synths can really make a big difference in how the track comes out. Um, if you know what you're doing, it's going to be perfect. If you don't, well, you can probably piece it together and it'll sound okay, but you can tell you cut a lot of corners and kind of just put it together fast. Yeah, there's definitely some arcade conversions that go to like the Genesis or the Super Nintendo that you listen to it and and the soundtrack is definitely less for it. And I'm not sure the the other person that helped compose it, but Hitoshi Sakamoto, I mean, the guy's the guy's still around in the business and one of the big names in the industry for a reason. He knows music. He knows music very well. He knows how to recomposition stuff. I mean, if you listen to the original version of Tactics Ogre and then listen to what they did for the like the orc the kind of the fake orchestra version that they did for the PSP remake. It's incredible, a real testament to like what he's capable of doing, uh, along with the the guy that he does Base Escape with. But so I'm not going to give him complete credit for that. But clearly, this guy has a lot of talent in what he's doing. Yeah, well, that says it all. That's that's why it came out so well. This guy uh, obviously knows exactly what he's doing and what he's going for, and I think that's where the sense of pride and you know just the emotion comes from and the depth within these tracks it's all because this guy is great at what he does he's studied it he knows it it sounds like he aims for something and he nails it every time yeah i think one of the things i would say sakimoto is really good at is wringing every ounce of ability out of a sound chip for a system because like the super nintendo stuff he did is just sometimes you hear it and you're just like wow why why does this sound like this this shouldn't sound like this it, it, there's so much super nintendo stuff that i listen to and like i can hear it's a very distinct sound that it makes but then i listen to it some of the stuff he's worked on over the years and i'm just like man this it's absolutely incredible just some of the stuff he's able to wring out of these systems that it almost sounds like sometimes they shouldn't be able to make the sounds that they're producing and that's <laughs> yeah, kind of the way of, i feel about this <laughs> kind of reminds me of guitar players man you can give me steve Vai's guitar and I, I could try to play a jingle on it but uh Give him the guitar, the same thing, just like computer chip, same sound chip, and the guy knows everything about it. He can just he can just make it work. You'll hear sounds you've never heard before. <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool. Like I said, that that's why I appreciate like having you on for this stuff is because getting the artist perspective of it, instead of just like a fan basically is nice to have like to bounce off of because like for me it just oh wow this guy's really good at this and just knows how to use this stuff so. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and move on here. We're going to talk about Huge Battleship, which is the third boss theme. And, oh boy, I, I'm assuming Cow Cow Cow, which is the last stage. It's K-O, or K-A-O, so I'm assuming Cow Cow Cow, so Moo Moo Moo. I, yeah, geez, that was a terrible pun. I'm sorry. And I, if, jeez. Uh, anyway, let's just move on because that was bad, and we'll just listen to those oh, tracks, man. which are good. <laughs> You're killing it. Yep. Nailed it. <laughs>
first one was huge battleship and man uh this one definitely takes a bit of that hopeful feel and kind of throws it right the fuck out of the window <laughs> it's really got this like hard-hitting percussion that kicks in about 42 seconds and ups the intensity level like a lot this one has such a bleak feel to it once it kind of gets going and at the same time like really kicks ass which is a weird kind of dichotomy of like sound to have like something that kicks ass and makes you feel you're at your absolute lowest point really is <laughs> is something else i i love the hell out of this track it, it's just such a weird juxtaposition of just sounds and man i am really you really putting that word of the day calendar to use today <laughs> <laughs> uh you know i don't know if you caught it but uh if you take the two previous tracks we reviewed and uh cram them into a single track this would be it Oh. You know, I'm totally hearing both of those tracks mixed into this. That's what I caught right away out of oh, it. Okay. You know what? I don't think I caught that. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just me personally speaking. I think that's what they were going for. I mean, I'm hearing a lot of the same things, just like I said, mixed into a single track. Uh, that's one thing that I'm really digging about it. And honestly, it's pretty hard to understand how this one makes me feel. Like you said, it has me kind of on a, on a line. I don't know. I, I feel two different ways but i don't know which way to lean you know i just know that i really like and appreciate this one it's a weird thing to be able to have these like really strong emotions in two different directions and you're like i don't know what i feel about it <laughs> and see i've always wondered if they design these tracks to be that way if they actually aim for that and if that's the case man that takes a lot of fucking skill yeah, especially with, you know, just effectively a synth board of sorts, you know, it's like, man, that's, yeah. you know, yeah, <laughs> like, it, you know, you, you could do that with like an orchestra kind of, but man, I mean, you know, when you've got something pretty limited like this, it, it really takes a lot of talent and somebody who knows that shit. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, it's funny that these guys remind me of chip virtuosos. They just know everything about these chips. They know what they're capable of doing and uh, the sounds they can retrieve out of them. They, they know how to do everything with it. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, I like I said, I, I do want to get more back into like the natural instrumentation stuff, but I, I thought this would be kind of fun to like go back and appreciate some of the stuff that is, you know, a little bit more old school and you have to sit there and really like pull it apart and like, man, it's like this is so simple <laughs> when you think about it, but there's so much going on. Or at least it gives the illusion of that, like you were saying about the first thing we listened to. Yeah. Hmm. So were you thinking that this is a um, like a combination of like home disappointment, counterattack, and in the forest? Yeah, exactly. Okay, I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that and just kind of get that together. Maybe you'll get the same feeling I got out of it. And uh, like I said, it truly does seem like they just you know kind of took uh, particular parts and just mixed them in with each other, crammed them into the same bottle, and just shook it up and came out with this <laughs> and just uh and just uh, sprayed it all over basically <laughs> pretty much <laughs> uh, there's no weird analogy uh, there at all we're just talking about soda Jason. right <laughs> kind of <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about soda because oh, no. it's carbonated it sprays all over anyway <laughs> that was awful okay speaking of awful uh well not the sound but the actual title of my uh my stupid moo 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 pun uh we're we're on the, uh, the the last stage is uh, sound tr or you know track here uh, cow cow cow. Uh, for me, this one feels a little bit different than the rest of the soundtrack. It's got like harsher tones in it of the synth that we haven't really heard throughout the rest of it, and it's only got a little bit of the higher notes to sort of bring a little bit of feeling of hope to it. It's really great. It might be my favorite, or no, it, it's my second favorite track I think outside of Flood of Power. Oh wow. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a good track. It's definitely in my top five for sure. 
this track is so different and I'm starting to realize how short these loops are after mentioning that, you know, it's, it, it, it's unbelievable how they did this and how they worked it because you don't even catch it most of the time. Yeah. It just loops, you know, it just works. And, uh, you know, I, I really do wish they were a bit longer. Every track that I've heard so far has so much potential, but what's done is done. And I like them all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, the thing is like this game is like, I was watching a long play of it. It's like 20 minutes, I think to get through it. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah, I have no idea. It's basically like a Contra knockoff, if you think about it that way. Yeah, that makes sense then. Hmm. Yeah. So you kind of just have to have these loops, basically, because, you know, you could just be dying constantly. And then, but if you know what you're doing or you're using uh, save states uh, through emulation, uh, you know, it's it, it basically this game is incredibly short. So it's just like, well, you know, you kind of have to have these short loops and you don't want to make these incredibly long, dense tracks for something that, you know, you're going to hear 15 seconds or 30 seconds of and you know you wrote this like three minute four minute like screed of music that's just wonderful and nobody hears it you know mm -hmm. well that makes me appreciate this uh this ost a lot more because um, i'm noticing there's really no dead spots within these loops so they're you can loop them you know they, they sound good loop unlike a track that would be five minutes long and there's uh him mallows out at the three minute mark and picks up a high at four and you know it's just kind of up and down this is it gives you that constant sound and that's what I'm liking about it. Yeah, that's what I appreciate about these things is just that ability to just loop it without you noticing it. When you can do that, that is a sound of a good piece of music. Mm -hmm. Definitely. All right. And let's go ahead and wrap up this. Uh, man, we're kind of blasting right through this one. So uh, let's wrap up this last segment here. We're going to be talking about King Crimson, which is the final boss theme, Daybreak, which is the ending theme, and Wind Trip, which is the credits roll. <laughs> Thank you. 
right, that first track was King Crimson, which is the final boss theme, as I mentioned. Like we were talking about before, the Genesis does have a bit of a bad rap at times with its sound, and when you think of it, like, I guess when people think of it as the bad sound, you think of, like, the farty synth thing that doesn't really sound very good. The first three seconds of this are exactly what I think most people think of when they think the Genesis has shitty sound. It's <laughs> kind of weird sounding. It builds up um, between the 17 and 31 second marks, and does something really cool there. I think the way it does that to keep things from getting too monotonous, it's another shorter loop. And while I do dig this one, it's probably my least favorite track. Like I said, it does some cool stuff, but just that three-second intro is just like, ah, oh, God. It, it, maybe it just hits the ears wrong, and if it wasn't there, I might not hate it as much. Not hate it. Comparatively dislike it compared to the rest of the stuff we talked about. <laughs> I agree. You know, in the beginning, before we started talking about and reviewing these tracks, uh, I mentioned I liked almost every single song. Well, this is the song that I could totally just flush down the drain. (laughs) (laughs) It's a decent song. It's just it didn't grab me like the rest of them did. And to be honest, the only part that really caught my attention was from the three second mark to the 17 second mark, where it kicks into this cool little little verse it just i like it i'm totally digging it but everything else even including the bridges i just i don't know i just it just didn't catch me yeah. you know it's uh it's so weird but that one part man it's just so damn catchy <laughs> <laughs> but that like i said I, I keep rotating back to that part and that's that's really it so uh like i said this is uh my least favorite as well and I would totally just flush it down the drain if I could. <laughs> so, you, which basically you, you found was like a little gold fleck in a, in a little turd before you flush it in the toilet? Uh, yeah, more like a fake gold fleck. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So, <laughs> you know, I like it. I'll keep it, but, uh, you know, I know it's not worth shit. <laughs> <laughs> not worth it. Not really worth digging into it, digging into it basically. Exactly. Yeah, I, like I said, this is, I think it's good enough that it was worth including, but at the same time, like I said, just compared to the rest of this thing, it was just like, and I guess. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we were just at this point of like we 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 only skipped like a ten second song, and I I just I, I couldn't think of anything to say with about something that's ten seconds long, and I was like, okay, the hell with it. <laughs> yeah, there's really nothing to say about that song, that track at yeah. all. <laughs> I mean, it's it's catchy, but I mean, there we, we we said we said everything we could say about it. It's like it's catchy enough. It's literally just a like a like a siren raid kind of sound thing to it. It's like okay, this is good, but it's literally the same like five seconds of music over and over yeah, and over it, it's like there's nothing there <laughs> to me it wasn't even music it was just a sound <laughs> yeah yeah you know what i would put you, I, yeah i'd have to agree with you so um but yeah like i said i i agree with you man this is if you would put this like on just about any other game that was a little bit weaker of a soundtrack i think this would be stand out as like a pretty cool track but when you're listening to something that's got you know like something as great as like flood of power and mm-hmm. you know cow 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 like it's it just stands out as like, eh, this is okay. So yeah, one you know one thing that I really do like about this track is the title, <laughs> King Crimson. That is kind of a, a cool name. That's a badass title. Yeah, I mean, you think of like like a metal band or something like that with that, or just an <laughs> album name. It's really cool. You're like King Crimson. It's like yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and then you kind of hear this, and you're like, this isn't what I was expecting at all. <laughs> oh my god, flush. Bye. Yeah, it's like this sounds like something should be on like a new wave synth thing or radio station, not some like heavy metal thing. King Crimson, really. <laughs> So. Exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on. Uh, Daybreak is the ending theme, and 
man it is a it is is a track that lives up to the title it just kind of reeks of oh yeah we did it motherfucker <laughs> this is probably like the first soundtrack i've noticed like the higher tones of the synth really convey a sound of positivity while the deeper ones got a more like an ominous and oppressive sound to it i think this is the soundtrack and this track in particular as far as the high note stuff really kind of clued me into that stuff i was like oh hey that's probably what they try to do when they use a lot of synth stuff wow okay i'm real smart <laughs> you know i've noticed in a a lot of the games, you know, of course, they're using different sound chips. These previous sound chips have a really hard time pushing out those highs. You know, when they push them out, it's just, it kind of hurts your ears, you know, causes mm. an earache. It's like a master well, system. I, <laughs> well, I really like how they, they utilize these highs, and they utilize them with the rhythm the, so well. And that slight echo just gives the rhythm so much depth to work with. So it just... It, it makes it sound so full. And I just like the vibe that I get from this song. You know, it's just makes me happy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I said, you could put this one on a, like a, on a five minute loop and I'd probably be okay. It's catchy. And it just, it's got a, like just a huge thing of positivity to it. Mm-hmm, exactly. And I'm not used to hearing that. I'm used to hearing, well, you know, we won, but at what cost? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I, I think this composition's perfect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I dig those, like, you know, we won at what, what cost things sort of things a lot. But this one is just like, we won. And that's the end. It's like, <laughs> and that's the end of the sentence. There's nothing else to it. It's like, this is just a cool, like, victory thing. It, it's just nice to have a, a win without some sort of, like, but what else did we lose in the process sort of feel exactly. to it, you know? Yeah, it's really upfront with the emotion. <laughs> it tells you how it is. Yep, for sure, dude. All right, and let's move on to Wind Trip, uh, the credits roll. It's catchy, but man, I wish there was more to it. Again, I, I, it's just for the credits roll. It fits the bill just fine, but it's just like such a cool, catchy thing that I wish there was more to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a super catchy loop and a great loop for a credit roll. And it, it's really nice to hear something that's so joyful and free after completing a game. Doesn't matter what kind of game. It's just nice to hear it when yeah. you're finally done. And uh, like like I said before, I'm so used to hearing that whole, you know, mixed feeling deal. And uh, it's just nice to hear something that's just upfront with how it wants you to feel. There's no two ways about it. It's just joyful. Mm-hmm. You know, you did it. <laughs> yeah. This and like Daybreak, I love the way these two kind of play off each other very well. It's just such a nice like positivity thing, especially after, like I said, listening to King Crimson. It, it was such a like a low point in the soundtrack of... But it's it's a soundtrack that's, like, super high for me as far as how I feel about it. Just these two kind of bringing it back up. It's like, oh, good. Thank God we're going out at a high note. Yeah, you know, everything has its a dip. <laughs> yeah. Every soundtrack. And this one pulled back up. That's the thing. Yeah. And yeah. I, I really like that. And it's nice, like, it kind of, like, you know, levels out more than, like, dips down. Because, you know, sometimes to hear the real, like, good stuff, you sort of do have to hear something that's, like, not as good just to kind of make you appreciate the good stuff a little more. I agree. You know, that's a, I think that's a strategy a lot of these uh, composers use, actually. And it makes perfect sense. Maybe deliberately make a mediocre song, basically, like to kind exactly. of wheel you back in. Like, hey, hey, yeah, it's like, eh, that one was okay, but here's what I'm really doing. Yeah, it, it's like, you know, putting bait on a hook. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that analogy. Better than the slaps me in the face sort of thing all the goddamn time I that I come I up with. 
You got to drop that one. I got to scaring people away. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of scaring people away, uh, that's going to wrap up this episode. So before we do that, I want to thank two of our patrons from Patreon.com. Uh, first, Vanessa K. Hill, who is my co-host on Multimedia Failure and another podcast I do. And she also is the, we'll say, web empress. She does all of the back-end work for the website. So the fact that the website and the podcast exists is basically because of her knowledge. And the fact that she actually chips in enough to get a shout-out on all of her shows is beyond me, and I appreciate it, though. And the other person I want to give a shout-out to is Wario Cantone on Twitter, my friend Gustav. And he has been a longtime follower and supporter of everything I've done and Games and Junk in general has done and has kind of followed us along for the journeys uh, with these new podcasts I've branched out on. And Gustav, man, I appreciate the hell out of it, dude. So thank you for that. I thank both you as well. Uh, really appreciate it. And it's nice to know that we have some support doing this. Yeah, even if uh, one of them's internal. But hey, whatever, man. Yeah, hey, yeah, support, support, man. <laughs> she, she likes the work enough that she supports it. So that, that should say something, you know? Exactly. <laughs> it's like shopping at your own store when you when you get a paycheck from there, you know? <laughs> yep. <laughs> something like that. I don't know. Uh, piss poor analogy. Anyway, uh, so if you want to uh, be one of our patrons, you can go to patreon.com slash games and junk and get us over there. There's a, there's a few tiers over there. The $5 tiers where you can get a shout out. And there's a few other tiers there where you can request an episode or like request a topic. And if you ever wanted to guest on an episode and sit there and talk about video game music with Dominic and I, there is a tier for that as well. So that's out there. And of course, we'll have to do some vetting because if you come in here and just being a screaming asshole, we'll probably, uh, you know, just uh, thank you for your time and say goodbye. <laughs> but, you know, I, I imagine if you're listening to us, you probably could fit in pretty well. So anyway, uh, that will wrap up this episode. And I just knocked over my iPad. So that's what that background noise was. <laughs> Dominic, rather than tease out what we normally do and just uh, not really say what we're doing, should we just tell the folks what we're going to be doing all next month? Yeah, go ahead and tell them, man. I think uh, I think we should. All right. Next month is May, and all through May, we are going to be doing an episode every single week. So for the next five weeks, you are going to be hearing our voices every single week as we go through Mighty Morphin May. It's a little bit of a weird thing, but... The reason this happened originally was I was going through some of Iku Mizutani's work, who we talked about in Shadow of the Ninja and Shatterhand, and it turns out he did the Mighty Morphin's Power Ranger soundtrack for the Super NES, and I love that soundtrack. And I thought, hey, you know what? There's enough Power Ranger video games that we could do this for a full month very easily. And as it turns out, I culled it down to like seven, I think, titles, and I think we're gonna have to pull. We're gonna have to pick two that we're gonna we're gonna cull out of that. But uh, yeah, the first one we're gonna be doing is that is that soundtrack. Um, we're gonna you're gonna see some uh, returning guests or not guests, but uh, composers that we're gonna be talking about throughout this month. But I thought this would be kind of a fun thing to do for a month. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of work because you know normally we're. We're, uh, we're bi-weekly, and you know, I've got another podcast that is also bi-weekly, and the, during this process, I'm also doing the Game of Thrones podcast, so <laughs> I don't know why I decided to pick May, because man, bad timing on my part, but hey, whatever, it works, and I'm excited to do this, because I think uh, Dominic and I are going to have a lot of fun doing this, because just looking at it, I'm like, oh man, this is, this is going to be some good music to go through here. Mm-hmm. I'm totally excited, and you know, May is my birthday month, so... Hey, happy birthday to me. Happy birthday, motherfucker. Deal with this crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, what did I do? what did I give you for your birthday? Work. Happy birthday, dude. <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> yeah, you're quite welcome. Oh, jeez. All right, so that'll wrap up this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at Robico Podcast. You can follow me at Jason Ariel and you can follow Dominic at You can follow me at Dominant Shred. Yeah. And I just wanted to do a little that uh, because it would be weird if we didn't mention her, but uh Chibi Tech, uh she works at M2 and M2 
in the i think uh may 12th is i think when it's coming out but the castlevania collection that konami is putting out uh m2 handled that so uh if you want to support uh the woman who composed our awesome awesome theme song you can buy the castlevania uh collection that konami is putting out in the in the middle of may so when that comes out we'll, we'll mention it again because you know having that many castlevania games and one shots really great bargain to begin with and nice to have in all one spot but M2 is also top tier for handling like old game ports. It they're astounding at it, and I think I had talked about it. Oh yeah, we had talked about it a little bit with the uh, Fantasy Star port uh, when we did the Fantasy Star soundtrack because that was the first time I'd really been exposed to both the FM synth version and the uh, I think it was called the uh, PSG sound chip that the um, Master System comes default with and. I am not a fan of because of how high pitched and grating it is. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) But anyway, uh, that'll wrap up this episode. So thanks for listening and we will talk at you guys. And I will say this for the first time and actually be correct, but we will talk at you guys next week.